Today is Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. Bombshell report reveals Joe Biden mishandled classified documents, including materials related to Iran and Ukraine. Republican files article of impeachment against Secretary Mayorkas and House GOP votes to set up a panel to probe the deep state. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, what's an interesting news cycle we find ourselves in with some very, very interesting questions. And let's scoot past the obvious and the benign platitudes that often get said about situations like this. Oh, it's hypocritical. Oh, it's both sidesism. Oh, the Democrats are doing things that we're not supposed to do. They are mean to us when they do the same thing. Stop. Stop it. Stop. Don't don't unsubscribe to podcasts with shows that have the low information uh, uh, process of thinking like that. Strike the word hypocrite from your vocabulary. Let's establish something right on level right now. We live in an oligarchy. The oligarchs have different rules, or at least they believe that. There's no legal precedent for it, but since they control the forms and the functions of federal law enforcement, they believe that they operate on different rules than you do. There are giant FUs that get sent to them, like Donald Trump, or like Republicans taking over the House. These kind of things let them know that the oligarchy is fragile and can be destroyed by we the people, as it was intended, and as the very first founding document, the Declaration of Independence, says we the people must do. However, these people are not hypocrites. That's a lie. It's hierarchy. They believe in a two-tiered system. They believe that they are entitled to do anything that they want. They're able to break any laws and the minutia of those laws must be thoroughly and completely applied to anyone they disagree with. And that's why trespassers inside of the United States Capitol holding 25 cent American flags from Walmart are spending more time in prison than Jeffrey Epstein or Sam Bankman Freed or Joe Biden or Hunter Biden or any Antifa member or any BLM member who burnt down our nation's capital, burnt down the White House, staged a real insurrection on May the 20th, 2020. Attacking Secret Service in front of the White House, attacking federal police, trying to murder a president. That's the real insurrection. But none of those people went to jail. Donald Trump may go to jail because he mishandled classified information. But Joe Biden... Well, he gets a complete pass and it leads to a lot of questions. Okay, now, why is he getting a pass? Joe Biden gets a pass because the entire federal law enforcement state is on his side. If he was mishandling classified information, well, it must have been for our benefit. And so we're not going to do anything about it. Same thing as the Hunter Biden laptop. There's never been a more clear and obvious bloody glove in the political zeitgeist than Hunter Biden's laptop. Bloody glove, a reference to O.J. Simpson's DNA inside of a bloody glove at a murder scene. But O.J. Simpson walks and Hunter Biden may too. We'll see. But it's our job to ask the questions and to begin to put the correct questions into the ether. So let's start with this case, the details of which you probably already know. Hunter Biden, Joe Biden are agents of Ukraine and China. They are sold out to those nations. They sold their souls because Joe Biden presumably did not think that he was going to run for office again. Joe Biden was already old and riddled with dementia and a moron by the time he was leaving the Obama regime. Joe Biden had no future aspirations. It was only out of pure desperation and a complete synchronized cabal of agencies colluding together to prop him up to slap him around a little bit, to pump him full of whatever they put inside of him that makes him like unblinking, staring into the camera to get this guy to function. And so now was the time for Joe Biden to cash out. 70 years of public service, and this was now Joe Biden's time to cash out. And who was he going to cash out with? Well, the enemies of America, China, and then subservient states to America, corrupted states that can be controlled by the intelligence agencies like Ukraine. And he was going to go there and that he was going to go to those places. And that's why, by the way, if you check the the flight logs for Air Force Two at the end of Joe Biden's term as vice president, you'll find that Joe Biden traveled nonstop to Ukraine and nonstop to China. All these trips to China, all these trips to Ukraine. 
Joe Biden was in charge of Ukraine and China. And what was he doing? Well, he was hustling jobs for his no-show son. He was hustling money into his little network. Now, the Clintons set up something called the Clinton Global Initiative, and Joe Biden followed that plan, setting up something called the Biden Center for Diplomacy at the University of Pennsylvania, a thoroughly corrupted university that hands out like cotton candy uh, degrees to Biden family members, platitudes and awards. Joe Biden is a esteemed professor there, the Ben Franklin professor at the University of Pennsylvania. It's comical. Joe Biden is a moron. He's a discernible moron. He's always been a moron. Everyone has always known Joe Biden to be the dumbest member of the Senate, the dumbest person. Barack Obama, of all people, has has regularly critiqued Joe Biden and his stupidity, saying, don't underestimate Joe Biden's ability to F things up. So the idea of Joe Biden being a professor of anything other than falling down the stairs backwards onto your own ass uh, into a pile of your own dandruff uh, with your dentures flying out, this, this, these kind of gags don't even work on Saturday Night Live anymore. Like Joe Biden was not a professor of anything. This was an operation. The Penn Biden Center was an op. You can go to their YouTube page right now. You'll find like two videos. There is no work that was ever done there. Nobody has any impression that any anything was ever done at the center other than other than utilizing the Biden name and the uh, the gravitas or the proximity to American dollars and budgets that come with that Biden name in order to inflow an enormous amount of cash from foreign nations. And what you saw is when the University of Pennsylvania established the Biden Center, the increase in foreign donations struck a hockey stick level, 792% increase in foreign donations. And where did most of that money come from? China, of course, China. And what was China buying? Well, that's a great question. It's an extremely important question when it comes to the new revelations about what secret documents were held inside of Joe Biden's closet in this Penn Biden Center. And it leads again to another question, which is, how did we find these documents? Why were was Joe Biden's lawyers rooting around inside of closets? This is not a thing for a lawyer to do. Do you have a lawyer? I, I have a lawyer. Uh, they're expensive. And their time is, if they're good, their time is very, very important. And they don't go root around in my house or my garage. My lawyer doesn't come into the, 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 the studio at the Benny Show and like start, you know, shuffling through the Star Wars characters behind me. That's not typical behavior for a lawyer. That leads to another question. What was the lawyer doing rooting around in Joe Biden's dusty old closet? Joe Biden hadn't been in charge of the center. The center was not operational, okay? Joe Biden was not a professor. None of this was real. All of it was fagazi, fagazi. All of it's fake. So what's a lawyer doing rooting around in Joe Biden's old stuff? What were they doing? It's not normal behavior for a lawyer. They discovered these documents a couple days before the election. Why are we just finding out about it right now? These are questions. These are questions. The questions of why Donald Trump had signatures from Kim Jong-un that he liked to stare at in the moonlight, singing Rocket Man to himself. Zelton Johns quietly plays behind him at Mar-a-Lago, sitting there by the poolside with his, you know, you know, little piggies dangling in the pool. Um, that's not a question. D Donald, Donald Trump's always been Donald Trump. You've been to his office. He's a deeply nostalgic man. There are little totems and little items and knickknacks all over from his career all over his office. I've been to Donald Trump's office a couple of times. I've been to multiple. Donald Trump has multiple offices in New York and Palm Beach. That's just who the man is. This is not a question. And more importantly, it's not a question as to who has declassification power. Hillary Clinton does not have declassification power. Joe Biden does not have declassification power. The president of the United States has declassification power. And so it is Donald Trump's constitutional right to classify or declassify anything he wishes. So those are real questions. Those are the questions. 
Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. How was 2022 on your finances? Probably not great. And it's not your fault. Our government is spending way too much money and giving that money to the dumbest people. They passed a $1.7 trillion omnibus package on Christmas Eve just to spite you, to insult you, and to tell you that they don't care about you. So maybe this is the year that you should start caring about your savings and securing your financial goals. When you've finally had enough of the games that the government is playing with your savings and retirements, you should diversify into gold, birch gold. I'm tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by our leaders in Washington For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can get in now. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account today. Birch Gold makes it so easy to convert your IRA or 401k into precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word Benny to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals, Birch Gold can help you. Text Benny to 989898. 989898 today and go gold in the new year 2023. Who was running the Penn Biden Center? Why was this set up? What is Joe Biden's obsession with Ukraine and Iran and the United Kingdom in these documents? Who had access to these documents? Why were the lawyers rooting around inside of the Biden Center? And more importantly, does Joe Biden have any declassification authority? How did he get these documents in the first place? This is, of course, flatly, plainly, and bold-faced illegal for Joe Biden to have these documents. And based on federal code 1720, we looked this up. Well, the mishandling of documents and the stealing of federal documents, three years in prison, massive fines, and forfeiture of office. The inability to run for federal office Heretofore. So uh, is Joe Biden even allowed to be president anymore? Good question. They used all of these attacks against Donald Trump, but they're not using them against Joe Biden. And the more we find out about Joe Biden and the more we see what was inside of these classification documents, the more questions arise. Why was Joe Biden holding top secret documents that had to do with foreign nations, specifically foreign nations that he wanted to do business with and that he went and did business with after he left office. What were in those documents? Well, now we know a little bit about what those documents are. They have been revealed. The contents of them have been revealed. Jesse Waters covered in great detail on his show exactly what's inside of these documents and which nations specifically Joe Biden was so obsessed with. Watch. Babylon B headline, Joe Biden is under investigation for hiding highly classified documents in a closet for the last six years. Biden was stuffing classified top secret documents at the Penn Biden Center right in the middle of Washington, D.C., right next door to a steakhouse and a short little walk from the Chinese embassy. What were these documents? Well, nothing major, just top secret intelligence involving Iran, Great Britain, And Ukraine. Just taken out right when he was leaving the vice presidency in January 2017. So what was in these documents that Joe Biden didn't want the incoming Trump administration to see? Details on the Iran nuke deal that Trump was set to cancel. You know, where the deal where Obama Biden paid the Iranians a half a billion in cash. What didn't Joe want Trump to see about the British? Did it have something to do with Chris Steele, Crossfire Hurricane, the Russia hoax. And it's pretty obvious what Joe wanted to hide from Trump about Ukraine. And at the same time, Biden was leaving with these classified documents. The last week of his vice presidency, he was flying to Ukraine. What was Biden doing in Ukraine on the last week of his vice presidency? You're telling me the prosecutor investigating his son's company gets fired. The company Burisma starts spreading money around Washington. Biden's flying to Ukraine and then runs away with classified documents right before Trump takes office. All of this happens at the same time. Let's focus on two points here and let's not get him twisted. Point number one, Joe Biden's final trips were to Ukraine. That's curious. Ukraine is Europe's poorest country. Ukraine is Europe's most illegitimate country. 
meaning it's just sort of always been a disaster area. Ukraine is not some type of established power. Ukraine is certainly unstable, and Ukraine is ripe for corruption. So it makes no sense. Why would you want to serve out your final flights at taxpayer expense to a nation that's like quite third world, actually, in comparison to the rest of Europe? Makes no sense until you actually think through what Joe Biden's logic could be in a company in in a country and with a company that corrupt Burisma, Joe Biden could potentially set his children up for plum jobs inside of countries so corrupt and could get money inflowing into his family heretofore to the end of his life because Joe Biden did not think he was ever going to run for politics again. So why not set his kids up? They all do this. The Romneys do it. The Pelosi's do it. They all do it. Both sides are guilty of it. And they use their political leverage in order to set up their kids. They're typically dumbass kids who know nothing about these industries. But these companies wish to get American tax dollars flowing through them. And so you just throw the corrupt kid on the board. That's how it works. And Joe Biden was going to Ukraine in order to twist arms and in order to grip and grin so that Hunter Biden could get on boards there. And he accomplished that. Hunter Biden was paid $80,000 a month. Are you paid $80,000 a month? We're not paid $80,000 a month. And we actually know what we're doing on the internet and in broadcasting and in this show. We consider ourselves professionals. We're not, we don't get paid that. What's going on with, uh, what's, what, what exactly qualified Hunter Biden who doesn't speak the Ukrainian language to go sit on this board? Well, the, the fact that Joe Biden needed fraudulent money flowing into his little think tank and into his family's coffers. And this is precisely why Joe Biden regularly bragged about getting prosecutors who were going after his son fired inside of that corrupt country. That's a real question. Watch. Discovered during a move out from the sixth floor of this building a mile and a half from the White House. Documents with classified markings. According to CNN, citing a source familiar, they were dated 2013 and 2016, and some dealt with Ukraine. I've made three trips to Ukraine just this year. Others with Iran. By the time President Bush left office, Iran was had dramatically advanced its movement toward the ability to acquire a nuclear weapon. The U.S. attorney assigned to this case is John Lausch, who President Biden tried to fire in 2021 because he's a Trump appointee. Biden backed off under pressure from Democratic Senators Durbin and Duckworth, who wrote then, while the president has the right to remove U.S. attorneys, there is precedent for U.S. attorneys in the Northern District of Illinois to remain in office to conclude sensitive investigations. House Republicans are now promising a probe of their own. I'm not going to be quick to judge. I just know that he said it was very irresponsible for President Trump to take classified documents to his personal residence and have them in an unsecured location. So Joe Biden on camera The reason we showed you that clip, very important. Joe Biden on camera many, many times bragging about how many trips he took to Ukraine, about how special Ukraine is in his heart. Why? Why is it always Ukraine? What is the obsession with Ukraine? Truly, what do these people have in store? What was the plan about Ukraine all along? What was it? Was it to collapse Russia? They were going to use Ukraine as an agitate, as an agitant to finally collapse the Russian regime, which they do not completely control or are not in business with, so they just have to do away with it? What is it? What is it about Ukraine? What is it? Biolabs? What is it about Ukraine? Is it that the entire government can be replaced like a deck of cards at any time, like the Median Revolution that the CIA totally and completely orchestrated? You can just shift any leader you want so it's essentially just a it, it, it's 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 just a client state of the intel agencies. Is that what it is about Ukraine? And also a final and most important question here. Joe Biden did steal these documents, but who from? Did he steal them from the federal government? No. Joe Biden and the super state and uniparty that run the federal government, they are the same. Joe Biden doesn't steal from himself. Joe Biden stole these documents from Donald Trump. Joe Biden didn't want documents falling into the hands of the Trump administration. 
Joe Biden didn't want documents falling into the hands of people that may investigate him for crimes or untold activity that could potentially affect public perspective on the Obama administration and their dealings with who? Ukraine, Iran, United Kingdom. As Jesse Waters asked, United Kingdom, well, that seems curious. Well, not if you look at Christopher Steele and the fact that it's British intelligence that actually worked hand in glove to try and take down Donald Trump. So what's in these documents? And why is Joe Biden trying to hide them? And why is Joe Biden's lawyers suddenly finding them right now? The answers are opaque and we continue to look for them. But there are some ringing red sirens as it pertains to the criminality going on inside of the Penn Biden Center. All you have to do is look at some of the invitations that the Biden family was getting from the Communist Chinese Party. Did you know about this? Tucker Carlson broke huge news last night in an uncovered email with the Communist Chinese Party acting through their agents inside of the University of Pennsylvania, inviting the daughter of Hunter Biden to China to be an honored guest of the Communist Chinese Party, putting her up inside of Communist Chinese Party lodging, flying her on Communist Airlines, and doing it because of her last name. This is unbelievable. I mean, I, uh, listen, it's jaw-dropping. The stupidity of these people is jaw-dropping. But these details will make your skin crawl. Watch. So all of this aroused our suspicions naturally. So we decided to get a closer look at the University of Pennsylvania and its ties to China. We took a look at text messages from Hunter Biden's laptop to see if we could find an answer. And we found messages between a senior professor at Penn's International Relations Department to Naomi Biden. That would be Hunter Biden's very young daughter. The message from the professor begins this way, quote, Dear Naomi, I'm writing you tonight to invite you to take part in a major conference in China at the end of March. I've been asked to help recruit a prominent young leader. They, the Chinese government, will fly you business class and, of course, provide all of your accommodations. I don't think it would surprise you that they are interested in you thanks to your family name. I would not take offense at that. It is truly the Chinese way. And frankly, better you than that dolt, Tiffany Trump. If you are interested, can you send me your CV and or a bio? I would forward that and you could expect an official invitation from Li Baodong, the secretary general of the forum. End quote. Pretty remarkable. As far as we know, that has not been previously reported. So here you have an employee of the University of Pennsylvania, an Ivy League school, sending an invitation, apparently on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party, to recruit Joe Biden's granddaughter for an influence operation, saying that she'd be flown to Beijing and stay in Chinese government-controlled accommodation. So the Chinese Communist Party was using the University of Pennsylvania as an embassy to reach out to the daughters of politicians and their no-show, drug-addled sons to try and capture those families. Chinese yen, to the tunes of hundreds of millions of dollars, inflowed into the University of Pennsylvania as soon as they began the Biden Center for Diplomacy. More curious is the woman who was in charge of the University of Pennsylvania. Her name's Amy Gutman. Well, she happens to serve in the Biden administration. She's now the ambassador to Germany. She's the lady who signed off on Joe Biden's million-dollar-a-year salary. Do you know that Joe Biden got paid a million dollars a year? Million dollars a year from the University of Pennsylvania to go be a professor. Yeah, the guy who gets lost inside of the White House, who can't speak the English language, the man who falls down the stairs and falls off his bike, that guy's your professor. Would you ask for a refund? This lady is now the ambassador to Germany. That lady. She was in charge of the University of Pennsylvania. She was asked about the China donations during her ambassadorship hearing to the great shame of our United States Senate. She still got her ambassadorship in spite of the fact that she was clearly running a Chinese influence operation. And more importantly, and here's the real question, who had access to these top secret documents? Is this what you would call pay for play? Did the Chinese government pay money to the University of Pennsylvania that we know we know they 
spent, I mean, billions, actually, because you can go at you can go back and track it. Hundreds of millions of dollars inflowed from China, billions of dollars to, to some obscure Ivy League university inside of one of the worst neighborhoods of Philadelphia. What the hell did the Chinese uh, have anything to do with that? Why would they ever want? You wouldn't even want to travel there. Have you ever been to the University of Pennsylvania? It's like it is a, in a, in a garbage, unsafe area of Philadelphia, much like all of Philadelphia. You don't want to go there. You don't want to send your, your, your kids there. You wouldn't want to walk around the streets there. But all this communist Chinese dough flows in there. Why? Why? Was there a quid pro quo going on? Did they get access to secret documents for their money? Was this the de facto meeting spot with Joe Biden in order to conduct business outside of the prying eyes of the press or a you know any type of official center? These are real questions. These are questions. Not what's, you know, not, not, you know, at, at, at how many times does Donald Trump listen to Rocket Man from Elton John on loop as he stares longingly at the poem that Kim Jong-un wrote him? That's not a question. This is a real question. Did the Chinese Communist Party pay money to this American institution in order to oogle American state secrets? That's a question. Ladies and gentlemen, did Joe Biden know about these documents? Did he know that he had classified documents? And more importantly, did he lie about it? Well, of course he did. Here, here's Joe Biden on tape in 2018 lying from inside of his office at the Penn Biden Center. Watch. In 2018, Joe Biden addressed his access to classified information in an interview with me. This was in the context of Russia's interference in U.S. elections, and it was in that office the Penn Biden Center. I don't have access to classified information anymore. I don't get briefed every morning by the agency as I did for eight years. Oh, hmm. I don't have access to classified information. Joe Biden says, sitting right in front, sitting his dandruffy ass right in front of a closet that has classified information in it. You starting to connect the dots here? Are you starting to see exactly what this is and how your government operates? Joe Biden changed his tune pretty effectively in Mexico yesterday when asked about this. Joe Biden was so nervous about it that Joe Biden forgot the question. Joe Biden's at the Three Amigos Summit. Hope he doesn't get caught in some military crossfire from the Sinaloa cartel. It's currently waging a all-out civil war inside of Mexico. Joe Biden was asked finally on the record about his documents. Let me ask you, do you hear a tone change here in this clip? Listen. When my lawyers were clearing out my office at the University of Pennsylvania, they set up an office for me, secure office in the Capitol. When I, the four years after being vice president, I was a professor at Penn. Uh, they found some documents in a box, in a locked cabinet, or at least a closet. And as soon as they did, they realized there were several classified documents in that box. And they did what they should have done. They immediately called the archives, immediately called the archives, turned them over to the archives. And I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office. But I don't know what's in the documents. I've My lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. I've turned over the boxes. They've turned over the boxes to the archives, and we're cooperating fully, cooperating fully with the review, and which I hope will be finished soon, and uh, there'll be more detail at that time. The first question now, I forgot. Your first question related to? I asked if we, uh, I asked if the. I'm only joking. Hmm. Does it sound like he's joking? couple things here. Joe Biden has a, a very specific tonality when he knows that he's been caught. You remember Joe, Joe Biden getting into Peter Ducey's face, pointing his finger and screaming at him when Peter Ducey asked about Hunter Biden. But way back at the Iowa State Fair during the Iowa caucuses. Joe Biden has a very specific tonality that he uses. Shakespeare would say you doth protest too much. A common legal scholar would say an argument that proves too much. So Joe Biden's argument there proves too much. If you were watching closely, you would pick up on something very important, which is that Joe Biden begins to make a defense for himself when nobody's asking about that. So nobody asking asking Joe Biden to go on the defensive here 
And Joe Biden is saying, well, my lawyers, my lawyers would never claim that I knew what's inside of these documents. Ha ha ha. I definitely didn't. I didn't know. My lawyers would back me up on this. I didn't know. It's like when you come home um, and you reek of cigarettes and booze and your wife's like, uh, were you out of the bar? And you're like, I was not out of the bar. Come on. And you like yell and get angry about it because you've been caught, man. And so Joe Biden's aggressive tone there, his forgetfulness, and then his argument that proves too much. Doth protesting too much shows you exactly that Joe Biden has been caught and shows you that he's very, very nervous about this. Now, he should be nervous about this. Republicans are already geared up to the teeth to investigate. And this just gives them another vector of investigation. Marjorie Taylor Greene saying we're impeaching Joe Biden for this very soon. Watch. Congresswoman, do you have a message about the document found at the Penn Biden Center? Uh, yeah, this is a very serious situation. Uh, vice presidents cannot declassify documents. And the fact that Joe Biden uh, is in possession of, of classified documents when he was vice president signals that we need to have a serious investigation into this. And there's a there's a true two-tiered justice system uh, stemming from Merrick Garland's uh, Department of Justice and the way that President Trump has been treated, who who is allowed to, to classify and declassify documents. Presidents can do that versus the Democrats and Joe Biden and how he's being treated. Um, I'll echo again, uh, impeach Biden. And that's what we need to do. What do you make of the timing of this? The documents were found in early November. Do you think? Yeah, that's a well, it's a bunch of BS. Thank you. Yeah, good for Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's a bunch of BS. You can always tell these comical, clownish degenerates when they don't want to talk about something, they do something very special. They don't talk about it, okay? Nancy Pelosi is the master of this. But she comes up with very creative ways to not talk about issues she doesn't want to talk about. To show you how guilty Joe Biden is in this, watch this next clip of Nancy Pelosi when she knows that this question is coming. Because Nancy Pelosi was the one on television screaming and banging her fist and talking about how Donald Trump, well, he should be disqualified from ever running for office again. Nancy Pelosi was leaving a room, walking through a public corridor inside of the Capitol, and she knew she was going to be asked this question. Watch her stunning, shocking, very creative way to not answer the question that involved like that involved like a dry piece of orange. I, you gotta give her points for creativity here. Watch. Do you have any comment on um, President Biden keeping classified documents? I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't talk to you. I've got a cough drop. Can't talk. This is this is the denture paste. That keeps the dentures in. <laughs> this is how you know they're guilty. One, Joe Biden's screaming. Nobody's asking. Joe Biden's already making a defensive case because he's such an idiot uh, about himself when nobody's like accusing him of anything necessarily here, especially not in the press. And then Nancy Pelosi is trying to like use props in order to stop from being stopped from answering questions. Like anyone needed to watch Nancy Pelosi eat more. We already watched her eat ice cream during COVID. We don't need to see any of that. In case you are wondering how mysterious this gets, it gets even more mysterious. A man named Brian McKeon, he was the senior director at the Penn Biden Center. He happened to get a plum job inside of the Biden administration. He was appointed to the deputy secretary, state management and resources. He just resigned. Why is that? Why is Brian McKeon resigning? Why is the guy who's in charge, who was in charge of all of the secrets and information inside of the Penn Biden Center, uh, abandoning his post? Those are real questions. Why would the guy who, you know, would effectively be the Hillary Clinton bleach bit guy, the cleanup guy, be suddenly evaporated, atomized? from his federal government job. Well, I know why. It's quite obvious. They know that there is a movement inside of the Republican Party of free 
thinking, free-minded fighters, people, bare-knuckle brawlers. Some of them you may love, some of them you may hate. Matt Gates, Byron Donalds, Lauren Boebert, James Comer, Jim Jordan, and that these people are going to be unleashed upon them. Why was Joe Biden's lawyers shuffling through locked closets inside of some dusty old center that Joe Biden hadn't been in in five years? That was never real. That was just a fake center anyway. That's not normal behavior for a lawyer. They knew that Republicans were coming for them. Why are these people resigning? Why are the people in charge of that center resigning? Because they knew Republicans, they know Republicans are coming for them. This we know. And we also know, and it's very, very important, that if you ask the right questions and read the right pieces of American legal code, like Mark Elias, Democrat super lawyer, happened to give to us, then you can find here 18 U.S. Code 2071. Content, concealment, removal, and mutilation generally of government documents. Let's go ahead and look at this. This is the actual code here that, of course, was being used in a self-owned boomerang of the century by Democrat super lawyer Mark Elias. Mark Elias is saying and highlighting that anybody who has the custody of government records with classified information, if they proceed, proceedings, maps, books, documents, papers, and other things willfully or unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, falsifies, or destroys, shall be fined, shall be imprisoned three years, and shall forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office in the United States. Now, Mark Elias was posting this in order to come out, come for Trump. Curious because Donald Trump, who in himself was the sole embodiment of the executive, that is the way that our constitution is written, has the statutory and plenary authority to declassify at will and to classify at will because he is the commander in chief. Joe Biden doesn't have that authority. So Joe Biden's going to be treated just like any other U.S. citizen. Just like the admiral from the Navy who had a flash drive accidentally on his person that had classified documents on it, that man spent 10 years in prison. That man's life was ruined. You could argue that's harsh, but that's just the way it is. Them's the brakes. Hit the bricks. So will this statute be applied to Joe Biden? Will the House investigate and impeach and refer for charges Joe Biden due to this statute written into law that obviously applies to other federal employees? What's going on here? Will the House investigate? Will there be any teeth to it? Last night on Sean Hannity's show, newly minted Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, was asked this question directly. We thought his answer could have been stronger, but of course this was breaking news. Here's what he had to say. Let me ask you this question. What did you make of this story about Joe Biden and top secret classified information, especially after what he said about President Trump, especially after the raid at Mar-a-Lago, especially after Hillary Clinton. Remember the, the July 2016 yeah. press conference, uh, Jim Comey. No reasonable prosecutor would ever prosecute way more top secret classified information, never mind the deleted emails with bleach bit and the destroyed devices with hammers and uh, the removal of SIM cards. What does that mean now in terms of all those Democrats that wanted Donald Trump arrested almost immediately? I have to eat their words. But the hypocrisy, think about this. They've gotten away with so much for so long. This was discovered before the last election, just like the laptop. They think they can ally the American public. They think they can control the media, control companies to shut down if one media company writes about it. They think they're above the law. Why weren't they raided? Why didn't they have the FBI coming in? Why didn't he in 60 minutes say, well, I understand that because I bet I have the same problem. Did Barack Obama have some of this when he was writing his book? Does Hillary Clinton have some? And you know what? All those people have been in government for years. President Trump just ran for president. You think he knew everything? You think he went and moved his own boxes? And you know what? They were locked away. 
Biden's were not. And how many years after did he have them? You know my stance on Kevin McCarthy here. I do not believe that Kevin McCarthy should be leader based on meritocracy. Kevin McCarthy did not win enough seats to become leader, and he should have won in a bloodbath, and he barely won in a red trickle, in a red wave for a kiddie pool that you set up in your backyard for your little nieces and nephews to play around in. However, if there is somebody who should be deeply morally aggrieved at this information coming out now and being withheld from the American people, it should be Kevin McCarthy. They leaked about Donald Trump's handling of classified information exactly 90 days before the election. That's, of course, within the window that the FBI says that they will not investigate mainstream political figures in order to not inadvertently influence the outcome of an election. The FBI has a rule about this. So they waited till the very last day of the last window to launch an FBI raid of Donald Trump's house to go find the Korean poems that he was oogling by the pool, listening to Rocketman play on the piano softly. They also raided Melania Trump's boudoir. They broke into Donald Trump's safe. They broke into Baron Trump's room in order to capture his fidget spinner. Why did they do this? Was it because these classified documents were so important to the security state? Of course not. They did this in order to rig an election because they knew that Donald Trump was unpopular with minority voters, suburban women voters, independents. Call it what it is, right? Call it what it is. I'm a fan of Trump. I voted for Trump twice. But this election in 2022 was not about Trump. And it should not have been about Trump. Trump wasn't on the ballot. They needed to get Trump on the ballot, so they needed to do this. Jen Psaki went on TV in the summer saying this election will come down to whether people are voting against or for Trump, because that is what happens inside of American elections. They're referendums on individuals who are in charge. Now, shockingly, the Democrats were able to, through their apparatus inside of the deep state and the security state, raid Donald Trump, thus catapulting Donald Trump to the very top of mind inside of a story that could be concocted as very bad for Donald Trump. Of course, it wasn't. But nonetheless, you get the headline and people get the information. And they move along. And then instead of making this election about a historically bad Biden presidency with a historically unpopular president, with a historically decimated dumpster fire of an economy, border, international security, with everything going wrong in the country, with Joe Biden muddling around in the 30 percent approval ratings, they were able to effectively dangle the man whose skin color they don't like in front of the American people and make that election about Trump. And that negatively affected Kevin McCarthy because that lost Kevin McCarthy's seats for sure. And so Kevin McCarthy, of all people, actually has a, a deep and abiding right to be furious about this tactic. When Joe Biden, of course, did the exact same thing and they knew about it right before the election. That's why members of Congress are saying they are going to come and come hard for the deep state. And for the agents of our federal government who attempt to rig elections and to use the power that the American people give them and the authority that the American people give them in our names in order to activate espionage against us and to affect the media and affect the landscape of public knowledge and information in order to benefit their preferred party, which is the Democrat Party. Jim Jordan being asked about this yesterday, the weaponization of government federal committee that has now been interned in the House of Representatives. Republicans kickstart their investigations. House votes to set up panel probing the weaponization of the federal government under Biden and a select committee to combat China. Jim Jordan, one of our favorites, a true brawler, a true brawler, someone who I would have been in favor of being Speaker of the House, but I think he'll be very, very effective on the judiciary, had this to say as it pertains to probing the FBI for their political hysterical political activism on behalf of the Democrat Party. Jim, you will be investigating. You're both Jim's, Jim Jordan. You both be, you will be investigating whether the FBI has been politicized and yeah. whether the, the DOJ has been weaponized. Yeah. Um, what do you see so far? 
Well, it's not a question of whether that's happened. It has, because we've had now dozens of FBI agents come to us taking whistleblower status, talking about how political things have become. And I always step back and look at the big picture. We had a Department of Justice that treated moms and dads as terrorists, used the Patriot Act. That's the terrorists at, at yeah. school board meetings. Yeah. You got the FBI yeah. that paid Twitter $3 million. Three not one, not two, but $3 million to censor conservative viewpoints on their platform. And then, of course, you got what, what we've seen happen across government in so many other agencies agencies where it's been weaponized against the very people they're supposed to serve. The Department of Homeland Security tried to set up a disinformation governance board as if some federal agency should tell the American people what they're allowed to say, what they're not allowed to say, that if that's not a direct attack on the First Amendment, I don't know what is. And that's that's what we're going to look into, because the first step in stopping it is you have to get all the facts on the table for the country to see. Then you go about stopping and making sure it never happens again. House Republicans have signaled their intent to kickstart investigations on Tuesday by establishing a select committee on China and a panel to probe the weaponization of federal government. The China panel, very important. Maybe you can look into all the Chinese donations into the Penn Biden Center. But this weaponization of the federal government, man, that panel is the one that's being headed by Jim Jordan. And that one is going to be the real ball breaker. Good for him. GOP lawmakers are vowing to bring accountability to the Biden administration investigating federal law enforcement agencies, including those that are conducting probes into Donald Trump. Nearly 160 Democrats also voted with Republicans to establish a committee to investigate strategic competition between the U.S. and China. Well, that's bipartisan. That's good. The Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Federal Government passed the House largely along partisan lines. Of course, the Democrat Party wouldn't want to look into the deep state. The deep state is there to act as their campaign arm. Jim Jordan, House Judiciary Chairman, We'll look into how the Biden administration executive branch gathered information on private citizens. On January 2nd, 2025, the committee will publish a report on their investigation. Ladies and gentlemen, this will be a doozy. The panel will look into the government agencies, such as the FBI, Department of Justice, Homeland Security. Yo, to collect, compile, analyze, and disseminate information on citizens of the United States, including unconstitutional, illegal, unethical activities against citizens of the United States. Now, these are new rules. January 6th committee changed everything. This is the new January 6th committee. Let it be known. I'll say it right here. This is the new January 6th committee. If you defied them, if you do not answer their subpoenas, if you do not show up, if you do not debase yourself and disgrace yourself in front of them, well, then you went to jail. You know, Steve Bannon's a free man right now, but Steve Bannon was referred to the Justice Department. Steve Bannon's facing potentially two or three years in jail for defying a subpoena of the January 6th committee. Them's the rules now. So Quake, in your boots, one of the superstars who started this Congress out saying that he is going to be investigating not Hunter Biden, not Jim Biden, but Joe Biden for his illegal criminal activities inside of Ukraine, for instance, and China. Exactly what these documents, by the way, are related to that Joe Biden was hoarding in his office. And by the way, don't believe the pablum and the lies that this was only like 10 or 12 documents. Who is telling you that? Joe Biden's lawyers are telling you that. Stop. Stop repeating that. We won't repeat that on this show. Have you heard me once say it was only 10 documents? No. A couple things here. One, that's a press release from Joe Biden's lawyer. I don't repeat press releases from Joe Biden's lawyers. I do not trust these people. As far as I could throw them, they lie to us. They lie to us. Two, if Joe Biden has secret documents in one dusty, old, locked, mundane storage facility inside of a defunct fake think tank propped up by communist Chinese dollars. How many more classified documents does he have stashed away and squirreled away everywhere else? Where the hell are the FBI raids on all of Joe Biden's beach properties? He has multiple. Did you know this? Maybe James Comer, who again started off the 118th Republican Congress by saying he is investigating Joe Biden criminally, can figure that out. Listen to what he's going to do to Joe Biden. He was asked last night. You're going to be investigating. You said the president of the United States, Joe Biden lied to this country, didn't he, when he said he never discussed his foreign business dealings with his son? Absolutely. We have produced pictures. We've produced emails. We've produced documents that show that not only did Joe Biden know very well what his son and brother 
were doing with, with respect to influence peddling, but he was also a part of it. We saw where Hunter Biden was requesting keys for office space for Joe Biden. There are several whistleblowers that have come to us and identified Joe Biden as the big guy, that he was supposed to get a 10 percent equity stake. That's a national security concern. The more that comes out about Joe Biden and the influence peddling, you know, there's a pattern here with communist China, with Ukraine, with Russia, with our adversaries across the world. And you look at the bad decisions that Joe Biden makes and this White House makes every day that has a detrimental effect on every American. You wonder, is this president compromise. We deserve to have answers to the extent of the Biden family influence peddling and what exactly Joe Biden not only knew, but what exactly he benefited from. Way to go. When was the last time you heard Republicans speak like that? And what I mean by that is speak like they have a set of balls in their shorts, like they have a little bit of gunfire and gunpowder in their gut, a little bit of iron in their spine. When was the last time you heard Republicans speak like brawlers? Like they were going to do something. Now, we'll see if they actually do something and we'll hold their feet to the fire. But it's nice to hear the rhetoric. It's nice to hear it. It gives me a little tingle in my bones. The old 10% for the big guy. Man, it, it's like turned into a meme, but we need to revive that. We need to, to actually look into that. Like it, it's funny, LOL, 10% for the big guy. It, it's, a, it's funny, right? Like someone brings you a birthday cake and it's your birthday. And you're like, haha, well, it's my birthday. So better get 10% for the big guy. LOL, and your mom laughs, or your grandmother laughs. It's real. Joe Biden's a criminal, and he's in charge of a cartel and his mafia, and he behaved criminally, and he deserves, well, what, what criminals deserve, which is maximum sentencing for his crimes. And the Republican Party it seems like they are going to actually put teeth to that. Now, we showed you a clip of Marjorie Taylor Greene saying impeach. We can show you a clip of Byron Donald saying impeach. We can show you a clip of Matt Gates saying impeach. But ladies and gentlemen, um, there are some other members of Congress that are already filing articles of impeachment against the Biden regime. These people are serious. This is not your grandfather's Republican Party in good, actually. We don't need more Romneys or McConnells inside of our party. Good. House Republican files impeachment against Secretary Mayorkas. Texas Republican Pat Fallon, who is not some bomb thrower, but who deeply cares about his state getting invaded by the third world, filed impeachment articles against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, delivering on a promise he made last week before the 118th Congress was officially sworn in. The articles of impeachment against Mayorkas for high crimes and misdemeanors, known as House Resolution 8, were introduced Fallon in the House on Monday and have referred, been referred to the Judiciary Committee. So you already have a Judiciary Committee impeachment referral. And it's been like 24 hours that you've had a Republican House. That's that's progress. Last week, Fallon vowed to file impeachment articles against Mayorkas after being sworn in. The effort from Republicans in the House is one of many the new GOP majority will take as its work to fight the Biden administration issues related to immigration. Impeachment just has to pass on, part, on like partisan lines. You just need a simple majority in the House to pass an impeachment vote. Since day one, Secretary Mayorkas' policies have undermined law enforcement activities at the southern border, Fallon told Fox last week, from perjuring himself before Congress and maintaining operational control of the border to the infamous whipgate slander against our Border Patrol agents, Secretary Mayorkas has proven time and time again to be unfit to lead the Department of Homeland Security. That he is. Check out breaking news from the border here. Meantime, Amy, you have Texas Congressman Pat Fallon, who is officially filing articles of impeachment against the DHS director, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. He said the following, quoting here, um, from perjuring himself before Congress about maintaining operational control of the border to the infamous whipgate slander against our Border Patrol agents, Secretary Mayorkas has proven time and time again that he is unfit to lead the Department of Homeland Security. He has violated the law, and it is time for him to to go. And of course, uh, Congressman Fallon now has the benefit of, uh, of a GOP uh, House. And the question is, is there really any kind of is there some momentum to actually work this thing in day and night, night and day? My little my little hot phone here melts down to the very core because I'm calling my buddies in the Freedom Caucus because I'm trying to get intel to bring to you about what's about to happen in Congress. And let me tell you something. And you have it directly from me. Hold me accountable. They will impeach Secretary Mayorkas. 
this is going to happen. The moderates, the neocons, the Freedom Caucus, the border staters, the northern border staters from like North Dakota, border of Canada, which I'm totally in favor of the northern border wall too. Too many, too many communist Canadians come through, come over here. Ladies and gentlemen, all of them are aligned to impeach Secretary Mayorkas. That man's getting impeached. That's happening. And it's going to happen quickly. It's not going to take till the summer. That's going to happen. I call these people. I talk with them. That has momentum. Will they impeach Joe Biden? That's a great question. That's going to depend on what is revealed inside of these committees that have subpoena power and that has have the congressional purse and a congressional authority behind them. But Secretary Mayorkas is done. He's getting impeached. Now, I believe to be removed, you would have to get referred to the Senate and then you would need a majority in the Senate. Um, two, two thirds of the Senate, I believe, needs to be impeached for removal, for like the removal of office. We'll see. But it's a good start. And in politics, you got to take small victories. And so good for them. Other small victories, actually not so small, massive victories. Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell, and Ilhan Omar are going to be officially kicked off their committees, intelligence committees, foreign affairs committees. Talk about somebody who's committed many foreign affairs, Ilhan Omar. She's on her like ninth husband. Um, we don't know if this one's related to her or not. But nonetheless, none of these people, these frauds, deserve to be on any committees. Let's go down the list. Adam Schiff reminds me, and I, tr uh, you know, I'm not ashamed of my Christianity. I'm a practicing Christian. I read the Bible. And Christ says that the author of all lies, Satan, and that the native tongue of Satan is lying. So that is the native language of Satan. The first time Satan is really um, an it really actioned in the Bible is a lie, right, to Adam and Eve. So you really have to judge people by what their native language, if their language is lying, if their native tongue is lying, which Adam Schiff, we can do, I mean, we don't have much time left in the show. We could do an entire show. We could do the rest of the week. Hours a day on how many lies Adam Schiff has told, how many verifiable lies Adam Schiff has told. One that comes to mind is I've seen evidence of collusion between Donald Trump and Russia. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, you haven't. You said that to hurt Donald Trump. It was just pure lie. So am I calling Adam Schiff a Satanist? No, I'm simply saying, as Christ does, look at the fruits. Look at them fruits, baby. And curse the tree if it has bad fruits. Adam Schiff is cursed. He's a known liar. He doesn't belong on any intelligence committees. He doesn't belong anywhere near any of the operations of our federal government. Eric Swalwell is totally and completely compromised by the Chinese Communist Party who sent agents to sleep with him. Let me tell you, boys, um, if you are a two, Eric Swalwell is a two, okay? Poops his pants on live TV, has really bad acne. Um, is 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 a doofus. Smells like smells like old cheese. If you're two, and some Chinese spy, who's a seven, comes in to sit on your lap and give you a donation from a shady shell company in Hong Kong, uh, she's not that in that she's she's not that into you. She's a Chinese agent. Eric Swalwell slept with Fang Fang with some bang bang and now he should head a, hang his head in shame shame because Eric Swalwell slept with a Chinese spy. So no, he doesn't belong on any type of intelligence committee. Ilhan Omar um, is an open and egregious, vicious anti-Semite. Ilhan Omar has sworn allegiances to some of the worst most vile terrorist factions around the globe. She's defended ISIS members. Did you know this? Ilhan Omar defended members of ISIS to a federal judge who's going to try them in Minnesota. She's an ISIS defender. She has um, deeply, deeply uh, problematic and disturbed views on some of the worst 
Muslim extremist terrorist factions around the globe. She plays footsie with those factions. And again, is openly anti-Semitic. So no, the answer is no. Ilhan Omar should not be sitting on these committees either. I'm not the only one who thinks so. Go ahead and watch. Well, I want to get to something else quickly with Republicans taking over the House and uh, Kevin McCarthy now flexing his muscle when it comes to committee assignments, suggesting that he is going to block Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell and Ilhan Omar from being on committee, saying that uh, that uh, Schiff, quote, lied to the American public time and again about Trump and Russia. Omar made comments about Israel that were read as anti-Semitic and Swalwell's association with the Chinese spy. McCarthy said back in November, Washington now has a check and balance. The American people have a say in their government. It's well within purview. Uh, I remember Nancy Pelosi allowed votes to remove Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar from committees. Is uh, is this the right thing to do? Yeah, look, Speaker McCarthy has said that he believes Eric Swalwell is a threat to national security based on his history and that he wouldn't be able to get a security clearance in the private sector. So he w- doesn't want to give him one or, or a committee assignment when it comes to uh, dealing with sensitive inf- information. Adam Schiff, uh, for years, used and abused his position as the Intelligence Committee uh, House chairman to go out in public, claim he had intelligence that bolstered his uh, accusations of Russian collusion, uh, against a former president, which led to years of the country being dragged through alleged scandal that didn't actually end up being true. Uh, so it's just a consequence for him abusing his position in the past. And uh, certainly he has the authority to do it, something he promised to do. I know the, the, the House will be better off. The American people will get better information when people aren't using their positions on the Intelligence Committee uh, for political purposes. We'll see. For political purposes or to assist in helping America's enemies? destroy this country like China or ISIS. Yeah. Good. And way to go. Like, like, congratulations. Kevin McCarthy, I wasn't planning on cheering for you, but you've done some good things. Continue, continue, and you will continue to get plaudits from this program. Um, you know, action talks, BS walks. And so we'll live by that mantra and we'll see what happens and we'll call balls and strikes. We'll, We'll chop a lot of wood. Someone who chops nothing, does no work at all, and is utterly undeserving of his position and probably should be in line for impeachment with Secretary Mayorkas is Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg, um, his transportation his transportation uh, secretary position, well, not going great. All flights have been grounded in America this morning, even though it's like pretty nice weather. It's like a beautiful morning here in Florida. Why? Well, because the FAA had a system failure. Sounds awesome. Definitely a Chinese hack, by the way. Probably the same Chinese agents that paid for, paid to Google documents inside of the Biden Center. Um, definitely put malware inside of the FAA system. Commercial airline flights in the U.S. were grounded Wednesday due to mass system failure. The Federal Aviation Administration that Pete Buttigieg oversees said it is experiencing a computer outage and was working to fix the problem. Oh, that's great. So September 11th, you have like um, a couple planes go errant and thousands of Americans died. Most horrific terrorist attack on this country's soil ever. Um, what would happen if all the airlines went down in America? <laughs> the computer system went down in America. Well, this seems absolutely horrifying. No further details about the exact nature of the problem was preceded in around 630 Eastern uh, uh, 760 flights within, into or out of the U.S. were delayed. According to Flight Tracker, 90 flights were listed as canceled. Most delays were concentrated along the East Coast. Inbound international flights into Miami Airport continued to land, but all the departures were delayed. Passengers outside the country were left stranded. Great job, Pete Buttigieg. Maybe don't hire, maybe, maybe don't make a diversity hire based on the fact that you couldn't fill potholes inside of Gary, Indiana or South Bend. Or, you know, whatever atrocious city that Pete Buttigieg was in charge of. Pete Buttigieg tweeting, oh, we've determined that the safety systems affected by the overnight outage is fully restored. A nationwide ground stop will be lifted effective immediately. I have directed an after action process to determine the root causes. The root causes. That's what Pete Buttigieg says. The root causes, by the way, spoiler alert, is definitely racism and climate change. That's what Pete Buttigieg tweeted. Uh, we uh, end this show, I suppose, on a positive note. And the positive note is this. 
we can change this country. We can win. It's going to be a brutal fight. Did you think these people were going to give up easily? Did you think these people were going to roll over as soon as we won a few seats in the House? Well, no, of course not. Evil never sleeps. You got to be meaner than evil, as John Dutton would say in Yellowstone, right? You got to be meaner than evil. And so we got to fight. This show is about offense. The show is about fighting. The show is about brutality. <laughs> Politics is war. Politics is pain. It's a war zone out there. So you got to be able to throw a punch, take a punch. And you got to have a direction in mind. The direction for us is victory. And the reason for victory is this, God, family, country. We care about those three things. God, family, country. We care about those three things. We really do because we practice them every single day. I'm a big fan of my family, big fan of my God, big fan of my country. What's left of it anyway? And so let's fight and save it. And it'll take a fight. No victories can ever come without being willing to step into the fray. And so that is what we do. We continue to fight. We're happy warriors. So keep memeing, keep fighting, keep laughing, keep ridiculing, keep criticizing. We'll be right there along with you. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. See ya!